friends and mm-hmm. and do what we do. So um, and we know what we do. <laughs> I know what I do, but you don't know what I do. <laughs> <laughs> we never know what you're up to. <laughs> no, 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 no. You never do. Never do. You, you ready to go in the air now? You ready? Absolutely. Melissa, are you ready? <laughs> as ready as I ever am. Good. There we go. Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. Tonight is Thursday night. What does that mean? It's uh, what you think it is. What's the buzz time? Hot damn. <laughs> Welcome to What's the Buzz, everybody. Hi, I'm the <laughs> Mad Dog. The Mad Dog himself, Angelo, the Mad Dog, the Scipio, joined as I am each and every week by my producer at large, Amelia <laughs> Pitbull Chapman, and my new rotating co-host, <laughs> Amelia the Arctic Wolf Black. Amelia. Amelia. <laughs> It's Melissa. Amelia? I'm Melissa. Yeah. I'm Melissa. You know, between the two of I'm you, I'm Melissa. Okay. <laughs> this is what I go through every week, folks. Okay. It's a wonder I have half a brain left. So, how we'll you doing, take Melissa? Over eventually. How you doing, Melissa? I'm great. Happy yeah, to be how's me. Bubba? Her husband's name is Bubba. How's Bubba? Bubba is his normal, happy, cheerful self. In other words, he's a miserable bastard. Okay. Got well, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I would never say that about my husband. Not I can say that way. about your husband. He's a miserable <laughs> bastard. <laughs> ah, I'm only kidding. We love you, Bub. We love you. So uh, tonight... um. As promised, we were doing a part two to Jonestown. We almost had to because there was so much to cover. That there, I mean, there's honestly really no way to cover the broad scope, the entirety of the Guyana tragedy in, uh, in Jonestown, Guyana, South Africa. The People's Temple cult started off Interestingly enough, just like a neighborhood church, and that's all it really was. It was a neighborhood church geared toward minorities, the downtrodden, and people who needed help. And there was a, a very affable, lovable, likable guy named mm-hmm. Jim Warren Jones. And Jim Jones um, was in many ways ahead of his time in that regard because he was preaching racial equality. And uh, and racial justice at a time when if you talked that kind of language, you know, white people would hang you up in effigy. Mm-hmm. He had one thing going for him. He had a collar around his neck. 
And that meant a lot back in the day when it, when being a reverend meant something. Well, yes. somewhere along the way, something happened to Jim Jones, and we're going to try and dissect what it might be. Certainly, um, we're going to we're going to make the uh, the connection to another famous preacher tonight. But certainly, um, you know, like many powerful men, power uh, absolute power corrupts and. Uh, uh, what do they say? Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And mm-hmm. that's the way they say it. And, and that's what happened to Jim Warren Jones, um, otherwise known as the Reverend Jim Jones. Um, Melissa, what do you know about the, the good Reverend? Um, I know that he was a very likable person. Um, like you said, way beyond his time, um, I know that he and his wife had adopted multiple children, one being African-American, one being of Korean descent, and another being of Native American. They referred to themselves as the Rainbow Family. Yes. And Melissa, that's where the term Rainbow Family come from. People don't realize that Jim Jones coined that phrase. And Mm -hmm. later on in life, Jesse Jackson, the Reverend Jesse Jackson, would turn around and utilize that as the Rainbow Coalition. He would take that term, the Rainbow Family, and call it the Rainbow Coalition. Jim Jones directly inspired that. Go ahead, continue. He also directly inspired, not in such a good way, the phrase that I heard a lot, make, don't drink the Kool-Aid. He um, if I did. lose reception, I apologize. We are having an earthquake. Um, oh, dude. So. Okay. Uh, anyhow, Jim Jones was, like, was a very charismatic person. Very easily liked. You you're not going anywhere. But... Um, as time went on, the paranoia kind of set in against the government, mm-hmm. probably with, with some just, just you know, um, reason. Mm-hmm. But he also got very heavily into the use of methamphetamines and drugs to keep him mm-hmm. awake and alert for days on end, yep. which kind of fed into all of that delusion and paranoia that he had. Oh, boy, did it. Uh, in, a, in a very, very profound and big way. Um, Amelia, talk to us a little bit about, because you remember you and I did this. Just In fact, we did this just uh-huh. before Melissa joined us. So let's, let, let's recap. Um, we're we're going to do the aftermath tonight, but let's just recap what we went over. Mm-hmm. Um, in the Jim Jones episode that we did for People's Temple. Uh, We did a fair amount of investigating as to how a guy who, by all accounts, seemed like a decent guy, somebody you um, you might know maybe from, you know, the neighborhood, maybe a guy that, you grew up with that, uh, you know, he always had an encouraging word. Uh-huh. Talk to everybody about how and why and when Jim Jones went off the track, went off the rails a bit. 
pretty much when he got a lot of control over the church, uh, basically when he knew he had a lot of followers and he uh, knew he, how to manipulate, basically how he knew how to manipulate, how he knew everyone, how he could get control over everyone. Basically, he's like, okay, if I knew this person here, if I, this person here, if I could tell them, okay, if, if you don't come with me, I'm going to tell everyone that you have a certain drinking problem, even though they don't know that you have a drinking problem. Yep. And basically, or if you come, if you don't come with me, basically, I'm going to tell them that you have a drug problem. Basically, he knew exactly how to manipulate them. If you don't he come with knew me, what to say exactly. and when to say, but more importantly, mm-hmm. folks, he knew how to say it. Exactly. He was a mm-hmm. very skilled orator. Exactly. As most preachers are, if let me tell you something, if you watch any pick, pick a name, pick any era, pick any generation, mm-hmm. pick any television evangelist. These guys are so well honed at their craft. They could sell sunglasses to a blind man and ice cubes to an Eskimo. Very smooth talker. They're mm-hmm. very, very good mm-hmm. at what they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good at what they do. Except I can see through the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that's why uh, churches don't like me. Because I'll get <laughs> I've, I've done this. I've done they don't like No, they don't. They, and I've talked about this before. The churches in Tennessee wouldn't let me come in. And they wouldn't. A couple of them did. And, and thank you. But most of them wouldn't. As soon as I said I'm a psychic, oh, you're, you're the devil. You're a devil. Can't come in here. You're a devil. Oh, no. No, I'm not. My gift came from God. It comes from God. And it will always give, I will always give God credit for my gift. Okay? So that's that. But now, these guys, they don't do that. They don't give God credit. They credit themselves with having power. Remember, what, I want to show you. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you. Watch this. You're going to love this. Before I came here, I was taking LSD, marijuana, every type of dope you can imagine. Without our Pastor Jim Jones to teach me the right way, I would not be in college right now. And for me, that was like, wow, man, I like this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. It was an interracial group. The choir was interracial. And What have we done in a short time? We have four senior citizen homes that are the most innovating, the most beautiful you want to see. Now, my home is stone blocked and there's not a piece of new furniture in it, but our senior citizen homes, they're elegant. That's beautiful. This is my favorite part. Mm -hmm. Amelia, do you remember this? Yes. Let's don't say a word. Edie? Fingers, are your fingers numb? In your right hand. I love, I fucking love this. Reach the fingers out that are bothering you. That's the best, right there. <laughs> now, is the pain gone? <laughs> that was the fucking best. Mm-hmm. I gotta, I gotta play it again. I gotta play this again. Watch this shit. You're gonna love. Reach it. the fingers out that are bothering you. Now watch. He's gonna gather the Holy Spirit. Watch. 
It's going to come right into his head. Watch this shit. <laughs> there you go. Now, is the pain gone? Hold on. Now, do you see who his congregation is? Mm-hmm. They're poor, uneducated, mostly minorities, Hispanic and black. Mm-hmm. Okay, but he's got a couple of white people in there for filler. Those white people, by the way, happen to be the ones that are the shills. Do you guys know what a shill is? Mm-hmm. I'll explain to you what a shill is. A shill is somebody who sits in so you can do what they want you to do. In other words, if I need somebody to jump up out of a wheelchair, I'll plant a shill there in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And then they'll jump up out of the wheelchair and go, oh, well, praise the Lord. I I'm can stand. Now. I don't need the wheelchair. Yeah, I can stand. Mm-hmm. Watch this shit. Look at my face. I love you. The people love you. Most importantly, Christ loves you. I heard you that see? before. From the one thing, one finger. Never shall forget what he's done for me. Oh, what he's done for me. That is so fake because I heard that exact same phrase from the church that I went to. Remarkable. Yep. This is the origins of a cult leader. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see something in this early. These are early clips, by the way. We have to do this in, uh, in order for you to fully grasp the aftermath. So watch this and tell me what you notice. My bad. Here you go. Does anybody notice anything right away? I do. He's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Why do Very. people why, why do people wear sunglasses? Well, first so of all, the light know. doesn't hurt their eyes. No. No. If you're indoors, you don't wear sunglasses so the light won't hurt your eyes. No. You wear sunglasses to cover your guilt. Mm. Those sunglasses are a mask. Yes, because you're wearing them to hide to 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 hide your deception. Yes, but the only person you're hiding it from is you, mm-hmm. not anybody else. Watch. Now, 
John lost something last week, many, many miles away, okay? What he lost was money. Now, because the Reverend Jones knows this, and he's the only one who knows this, uh-huh. it comes out of surprise to who? The rest of the congregation. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's a big surprise to them. That's why when he pulls out that $100 bill, they all went, woo, right? Right. Uh, what? But Jones <laughs> already know the guy lost 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. So what does he do? He goes into his pocket and he pulls out a $100 bill. Mind manipulation. He, he, he did it mm-hmm. in front of people. This is the point I'm trying to make. Yes. He did it in front of people when he could easily have just done it there in front of the man. Uh-huh. He could have reached into his pocket then and pulled out a hundred. Remember something. Mm-hmm. This is 1962, this film. Okay. That's a long time ago. And a hundred dollars went a lot further than oh, it does gosh, today. Yes, it sure does. Okay. So who is surprised? I'm pretty sure hey, everybody surprised? is surprised. <laughs> everybody was surprised except old good old John, John. Mm-hmm. and Reverend Jim. Mm-hmm. Remarkable. Because he knew Not it was coming pretty much. Remarkable. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about this. Melissa, I'm going to get you in here. I'm going to bring you up to the big camera. I'm going to bring up in the big camera. Here you go. Hot damn, there she is. <laughs> Melissa, the article. <laughs> so, um, you are a bit of a skeptic. You are, um, you're cynical, which is good. We like cynical people here. So talk to me about how you think Reverend Jim Jones utilized his early preaching days to turn into this monster that he became. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to hear, I have to shake my head when I think about it. You're going to hear an audio clip tonight. It's accompanied by pictures, but you're going to hear an audio clip of Jim Jones like you've never heard him before, I mean, ever. So, go ahead, Melissa. 
Um, from everything that I've looked into, is a lot of people say that at the very beginning of San Francisco, when this whole movement first started, Jim was a completely different person. Um, things weren't like they were. But when the heat got laid on him and they ended up vacating to what they called utopia, which by the way, in Greek, you means no utopia meaning place, which means no place that anyone else could go to. He extricated them to somewhere that he thought everybody would be safe. And once he got there, yeah, once he got there, things went downhill. Yeah, as it turned out, no one was safe. Uh, so Utopia literally and figuratively became no place. No place mm-hmm. to hide, mm-hmm. no place to leave, no place to go to. It was truly no place. And of mm-hmm. all the places, they picked the, the, the quintessential Utopia, if you will. Because I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you something. They were in a place that God would have trouble finding. (laughs) True. For real. Go Mm -hmm. ahead. Continue, Melissa. I know that their place, their utopia, was like an hour's flight inland from the actual town of Ghana. And um, his drug abuse got really bad when he moved there. His whole personality changed. Everything about him changed. He used to have this plaque that didn't hang in the regular church, but it hung there that said, those who do not learn from the past will repeat in the future. And that and was what like what literally over. said what it literally said was those who do not learn the lessons of the past are condemned to repeat it. And mm-hmm. that was you're actually going to see that tonight. It was right above what they called the throne. Uh-huh. Imagine mm-hmm. that, Jim Jones on the throne. Who sits <clears throat> on the throne? God. He okay. set himself up as God. Okay? Mm-hmm. The last couple of people we talked about that set themselves up as God, Charlie Manson, Amy Carlson, David Koresh, um, who else, uh, Amelia, who else? Oh, uh, let's see. The... Oh gosh, the one we just did for um, the George. Some uh, let's see, he just I can't remember his name. Yeah, I know. Me too. I <laughs> know. <laughs> we just did so many. And we of just them. did the show. Yeah, well, we did. A, we just mm-hmm. did an entire mm-hmm. an entire series of people mm-hmm. who set themselves up as God. Mm-hmm. They, they all of them. You would think yeah. they would learn from each other. Yes, every one of them met horrific horrific deaths Mm -hmm. you don't do that man Mm -mm. look i'm a hot mess okay and i've done a lot of shit in my life that's that's not good and i've done a lot of shit that is good but one thing i've never done was try to replace the almighty or even to to even imply that that I am of that caliber. Ain't no way. No, because if you I just like even my gift. I don't have my gift because of me. I have my gift because of him. Right. Mm -hmm. When he wants me, you know, to be done with it, he'll take it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Fair enough. I'm cool. But 
this is the kind of guy we're talking about. I want people to understand. Let me pull out the, uh, the statistics here. In the wake of the mass suicide in 1979, I'm sorry, 1978, friends, family, and survivors had to face the heartbreaking aftermath of Jim Jones' cult. Roughly 900 corpses. Actually, the actual number was 909. Okay? Mm-hmm. More than 250, 257 of them were children. More than 900 corpses lay before the Guyanese state pathologist, Dr. Leslie Motu, one of the first on the scene in Jonestown. Mm-hmm. Some were so lost to petrification that the U.S. military cleanup crew, imagine this. It's very gross, folks, but I'm sorry. We do have a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Some of these people were so rotted that they could not pick them up. Their limbs were falling off. Mm-hmm. They laid out in the sun, in the rain, in the mud, in the dirt for days at a time before help could get them. They were in the middle of nowhere, a literal utopia, nowhere. Okay, you people don't understand that utopia is used as a good thing. Okay, right. I found my utopia. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. It means no place. No place. No place. Mm -hmm. Militaries had to use snow shovels to pick them up and they had to wear face masks. To block the stench. Mutu mm-hmm. was called to the scene for which there was absolutely no precedent in the entire country of Africa, even with the desolation that they that they witness every day, even with the drought that they deal with on a daily basis, they never saw death and carnage on this level. Not mm-hmm. in in World history have this many people died in this way at one time. They were completely overwhelmed with the crime scene they found. And boy, there was an easy reason they would be. The stench was ungodly. Melissa, go for it. Talk to me. Um, I know that when they came up on there, their original plan was to bury everyone there in a mass grave in a hole. But Guyana said, absolutely not. This is not our issue, nor do we want to deal with it. These are U.S. citizens. It is your problem. You handle it. So little by little, they would fly them back in boxes, aluminum boxes that were created that they would have to sanitize to reuse to go back and pick up more of the people yeah and the the decay was just unheard of you're gonna have to hold up a little bit because i want i you're actually talking about something that i have video for so i'm trying to get you don't go too far down the rabbit hole because i want because what you're saying i have video for and i don't want you to jump the gun on this we got to okay. do this in an orderly fashion. Jim Jones had created a controversial empire. Despite mm-hmm. working 
to racially integrate Indianapolis, which he did, by the way, mm-hmm. where his ministry began. Jones kept a mostly white leadership over his 70 percent black congregation. All the deacons, all the lay people were uh, white or they were of Anglican heritage mm-hmm. or by or, or by biracial Anglican heritage. Which, and that's something that we never addressed on the show, but we had to now. Mm-hmm. He sexually amu- abused members and performed fake healings with chicken guts, chicken yes. entrails. Okay. That's very big in the Philippines. It's very big in Guatemala, uh, South America. It, yeah. And what they do is they, they call it miracle healing. They will press on your stomach like this and push and push and push. And inside their hand, all the while, they've got chicken guts. Uh, and, th- and they'll pull it and they'll go like this. And all you're seeing is this. Okay. But what they're holding is like chicken intestines. Mm-hmm. And they pull it. And oh, this is the disease we pulled out of your loved one. The late comedian Andy Kaufman, who I knew, and we've talked about that before. He went to one of these places. And he finally, he got a glimpse of somebody putting chicken guts in their hand. Watch the movie called Man on the Moon. That's all I'm going to say. Yet he was dedicated to fair health care. This is Jim Jones. The same guy that sexually abused people was dedicated to fair health care for the elderly, for at-risk youth, establishing many residential care homes with his wife, his wife, by the way, a nurse, his, uh, his wife, Marceline, was a nurse. He took his followers to Guyana because he felt it was the best place to survive a nuclear apocalypse. That's not true. And in part because of an expose of the mistreatment of people's temple members was about to go public. That's the <laughs> only reason they went to Guyana. They had to leave the country. Going to survive a nuclear apocalypse, mm-hmm. that might have been a story that floated, but it was not a, the truth of the story. The truth of the story was that the prosecutors and attorneys, district attorneys in San Francisco, were about to bring down a hammer on a Jim Jones, and he was going to go to jail for a long, long time. But he went. He was smart. He went somewhere with no extradition treaty with the United States. He went to South Africa. They do not, they did not, at the time, they did not have an extradition treaty with the United States. So, in Jonestown, his drug addiction and paranoia deepened, what Melissa was talking about. Mm -hmm. Congressman Leo Ryan's visit seems to have triggered Jones's push for the community to commit what they called revolutionary suicide. We're going to talk about that. Because that was an idea that he got from Father Divine from Philadelphia. Not far from here, by the way. Yeah. Father Divine's house is 20 minutes, 15 minutes from where I am right now. Um, In the years following this effort, roughly 20 more people were buried close to the mass 
to the mass grave as possible. Listen to this one. Of those, Camp Housen says, Camp Housen, by the way, is the secretary of the, basically announced the secretary of the interior for South Africa. Camp Housen says five to seven were full bodies and the rest of them were crematory remains, cremains. Hmm. They can't be buried in the same plot because there simply isn't any room. That's how many bodies and body parts they had. They were burying body parts just to bury them. Even parts that didn't belong to certain bodies. They had to match them up as best. This is like sick stuff we're talking about. I know. That's horrible that they did to them. Here's what blew me away. Blew my fucking mind. As recently as 2014. Think about this. This happened in 1978. Okay? 1978. As recently as 2014. Nine cremated Jonestown bodies were discovered at a defunct Delaware funeral home. That's mm-hmm. about another 15, Whoa. 20 minutes from me in that direction. I've got Philadelphia here. I've got Delaware here. And mm-hmm. I'm right in the middle of them. Okay. Four were claimed for private burial use. Family members came forward. The rest were interred at Evergreen. Mm-hmm which is a Mm -hmm. a cemetery that they were using. So, to get to what Melissa was saying, and I'm going to do that right now, um, I want people to kind of watch what what we're doing here. Let me play this first. Those were, by the way, we have a piece of film tonight you're going to see that may have eluded some people. Some people may have never seen this before, but it is Jim Jones captured on camera giving the kill order for mm-hmm. Congressman Ryan. You're going to see it. That's a baby in there, by the way. Look at the scope of that compound. Now, I want you to see something. You you see on the left-hand side a large white roof next to two green roofs? Yes. Mm -hmm. That big white roof there, that's called the Grand Pavilion. That's where everybody had to go to drink the Kool-Aid. Those other units, that was housing. Hmm. Now, I want you to think about something. We're talking about 900, in in excess of 930 people living in those, in that environment, in those housing units. All right. Think about how crammed that place got. Oh, my goodness. That's where they slept. There you go. 
There's that white roof. Those are bodies, folks. You're looking at bodies just spewing about everywhere. People were dying in the right where they stood. Right where they stood. They drank the Kool-Aid. Three to five minutes later, they were dead. This guy would be very, very important. He survived. Mm-hmm. You'll see, you'll notice that he's under arrest. Mm-hmm. Okay. His name is Tim Carter. He would be very important, though, because he would provide information to the authorities that would answer a lot of questions. By the way, he's also the guy who killed Jim Jones. Jim Jones and another person, uh, in fact, you're going to see her. It's an old woman. Jim Jones and this old woman were the only two that were shot. Everyone else died from the Kool-Aid. The person that killed Jim Jones was this man right here. His name is Tim Carter, right there. People were writing their note. They did goodbye note. Now, Melissa, this is what Melissa was telling you guys, folks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Melissa, you could jump in here now. Tell everybody what they're saying. What you guys are looking at is aluminum caskets that were formed by the U.S. military to transport the bodies because what they had originally thought was just the 300 and something ended up being the 900 because they were layered, like one on top of the other, the bottom layer being mostly the children because as your parent, as a mother, you protect, the husband protects his wife. So as the mother would fall over, she'd fall over on top of her child. Those were the ones that were the most decomposed, were the children at the bottom layer. So Let a lot of these caskets... To that. Let me just add something to that, Melissa. That's very important for people to understand. Mm-hmm. If You really can't get a full appreciation for what you're seeing. Those caskets are wider than they look. Yes. And let me tell you what they do. They go head to toe in those the head of one person meeting the toes of another in other words they're they're placed in like this mm-hmm. opposite you understand the people mm-hmm. understand what i'm saying yes okay kind of like the you know like a yin and yang that's how they're placed in there so go ahead melissa tell it the ones that they really couldn't figure the body parts out because they're like you said, everything was just kind of falling apart. Yeah. They placed multiple of those remains in one casket to transport back yep. to the airbase there in um, Delaware, actually. Yeah, and Dover, Dover, Delaware. At Dover Air Force Base. They had to come in and set up emergency sighting tents because there was such an astrocity that there wasn't enough people available to process everything. 
it took them years, almost five years to finally be able to kind of get everything together. Um, a lot of the cemeteries there wanted nothing to do with it because yeah. they were afraid of the afterlash of the you know remaining followers. Yeah. And they were afraid that it would cause too much of a stigma and invite people to want to come visit. So even the ones that were buried, their grave sites went with no name. They had no marks yeah. at all they, to identify who they were. People, I could tell you that I remember that period of time very, very well. I can also tell you that some of those bodies ended up between Delaware, uh, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey here, particularly southern, like it's the Philadelphia area and southern New Jersey uh, and, and the um, uh, eastern Delaware, Dover, Wilmington, that area. Um, we have several large cemeteries here that referred to as Potter's Field. Uh, we're, unfortunately, a lot of people with no families, with no, with no real identity. They, they are buried in Potter's Field. You've heard that term. Mm -hmm. Have you guys heard the term Potter's yes. Field? Mm -hmm. It's literally from the movie, uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Mm -hmm. and we get the term Potter's mm -hmm. Field from, from It's a Wonderful Life, Mr. Potter. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So a lot of these people were buried here. Um, we do have, as I said, several large, um, charity cemeteries. You know, you have to understand something. The Northeast has 75% of the U S population lives in the Northeast. And that's a fact. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, that's the way it was. And that's the way it is because uh, I guess the money here, the economy here, Washington, D.C. is here. But the further out you go, the more land you run into. So when they ran out of room here or couldn't uh, simply couldn't take any more bodies, they were the military was was, you know, transporting bodies to other states for burial. And, and some just for cremation, they tried to, you know, to give dignified burials where they could. But as, uh, you know, as Melissa said earlier, and as I uh, described to you, some of them uh, were just arms, legs, and pieces. And that's, you know, that's what we're talking about. Let's continue. Let's watch this. That's what we're talking about. That was called the throne. I want you to mm -hmm. let's all take a good look here at what's on the throne. You've got Jim Jones's, you know, his God seat, his his throne, his chair. You've got a microphone stand. You have what a, what looks like some sort of a pedestal. Mm -hmm. Would that be, you know, like a podium? On top of that desk, would that be fair mm -hmm. to say? Yes. Okay, and there's yes. a podium there next to. Okay, so, and that's what you're looking at. But above that throne, it says, 
Those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And that's, he's always carried that with him from day one. From day one. It is almost prophetic that he carried mm -hmm. that because he ended up being the one who didn't remember the past. And he repeated it. Yes. With deadly consequences. Don't screw yes, with yes. God because he will always have the last word, I assure you. Again, Melissa, you mentioned something earlier about, uh, you know, putting them in mass grave. There's a mm -hmm. guy here named Nordquist mm -hmm. who had the idea to fund a giant plaque with everyone's name on it mm -hmm. and to provide as many people with closure as possible. In theory, a great, great idea. But remember what you're talking about. Amelia, here's where yes. they ran into problems. Mm -hmm. The problems became super problematic when family members wanted each of their loved ones to be buried separately and individually. Mm -hmm. But as we just discussed, that wasn't always possible because all they had in a lot of cases were body, body parts. parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's like I said, this is gross stuff we're talking about, folks. Mm -hmm. So, apologize in advance. Um, but that you're talking, this is real, this is real right. life. What you're looking at is the director of the interior for uh for South Africa, he is the director of the interior, basically, like what you might call like the vi a vice president, if you will. He's like that kind of stature. Mm -hmm. Okay. The guy with him is the guy that raised the money for this. But there were some problems with this. Mm -hmm. um, his manner of fundraising, if he did it the way he wanted to do it, it would have taken him 75 years to raise the money. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about that. Okay. He would die first because he wasn't a young man at the time. He was in his 60s at the time. At the time. He would never have lived long enough to see this. But. A couple of people got innovative, and what they did is, I as I described previously, mm -hmm. they put a couple of bodies in one coffin or one transport, as as many family members as possible, in to keep them together. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. Let's watch the rest of this. This is what we're talking about. Melissa, that's the name plates. You see that mm -hmm. there are several there. Yes. There's at least two that, we're, that we see, and there's a couple more that are covered up with white tarps and that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. All right. On there, they linked as many... No, on linked. They, they grouped as many people together that were family members as they possibly could. 
cousins, sons, mothers, daughters, aunts, uncles. They tried to group mm -hmm. everybody in that way. Because, again, you're talking about the aftermath of some enormous tra tragedy here. Horrific tragedy. Um, a horrific tragedy mm -hmm. that no one, even now in 2022, people are still shaking their head going, what were they thinking? Right. You know? And tomorrow just happens to be the anniversary of what happened. Actually. And that's why we're doing the show yes. today. That's why we Absolutely. chose it. Absolutely. Tomorrow is the, actually the anniversary mm -hmm. of, of the Jonestown. Okay? To the, by the way, to the day. To the day. To the day. Okay? It happened on a Friday when Leo Ryan was killed. Say again, Amelia. Is it the houses that they lived in back yeah, then? Yeah, you want to take a look at that again? Yeah. yeah. They look like cool. little shotgun shacks, don't they? They're tiny, yes. I want you to notice something on each and every one of those homes. They're boarded up windows, aren't they? There are no windows. There's not any. He there. ordered, Jones ordered all the windows to be sealed. How many people lived in each home? Like a family or? Uh, uh, up to if you figure out mm -hmm. if you go to that aerial view mm -hmm. and you count the housing units mm -hmm. and divide that by the number of people mm -hmm. you got to figure that th there's 10 to 12 people living in the house in that little bitty house yeah watch what i'm saying oh my god i'm not you can't make this he up had, people he had you like can't sardines oh i tell god. people Every, I oh, God, you know, gosh. I'm not lying. I tell people every week, every week, oh my you gosh. can't make this. Look at these people, okay? Oh this is where they were living. They called this was home, mm. okay? This was home. It's just dead everywhere. One more shot of those dolphins. There you go. Being loaded on the airplane by the military. Oh, my God. That's mm -hmm. what you're talking about here. That's... This is what we're talking about. We talk about the aftermath. Let's look at the aftermath. Kept locked up by the temple leaders to make it different. Look at this. I want you to look at this. Hmm. Okay. Let me go. I want everybody just to look. Because I'm going to go in slow motion if I have to. Okay. There's the pavilion. There are those, those two green rooftops I talked about. Okay. Mm -hmm. There are all the people. Behind there, those are the homes. Look, Amelia, Melissa, mm -hmm. look at the homes in the back. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. the, little, the little houses. Okay. I'll go this. I'm going in slow motion here. Yeah, you could see. And then I'm going to play it in fast motion. I want people to look at this. I'm going to oh stop. Oh, my gosh. Whole families died together. And I don't want to tell you a story that's just going to blow. Those people, like what Melissa said, 
Those people were literally on top of each other. They died on top of each other. Okay? Look at this stuff. The man that you see there, let me back up here. You see a man mm-hmm. there in a white shirt and mm-hmm. pants. And there's another man. I'm sorry. There's a woman in front of him. They were from mm-hmm. the U.S. They got there like two days later. I want you to think about these bodies have been laying there for days. For days. Some bodies laid there for as long as two weeks before they got dealt with. Okay? This is probably the most famous scene on the news that evening. Because I remember that woman with her arm around her husband dying together like that. And a family right there, those three people together, dying together. Hmm. This is the um, that area, and you're you're actually take a look at this. Actually, you're going to see this area tonight on on a very um, a very important piece of film. But I want you to see what this guy here. That's literally the Kool Aid in those buckets all over. Mm-hmm. That's where, and it was still in there too. Days later, here come the military. There is Tim Carter being arrested. The guy you saw the picture of, there's the video. Yes. They would talk to him and get some very eye-opening information from Mr. Carter. About Reverend Jones. Locked up. Let's by the take a look at that film. To make it entirety. difficult for anyone to leave the country along the premises. Jewelry, social security checks. A trunk was filled with performed today on the body of the founder of the People's Temple, Jim Jones. His sons were simply going to sleep. Some had pillows beneath their heads. Some died alone, separated by own families until the end. Quid. Babies were fed the lethal potion with a... It's believed each lived about five minutes after swallowing a mixture of cyanide and a flavor active custody by the Guyana police. Another arrest was made today of a member of the People's Temple, the man identified only as Tim Carter, the specific charges not immediately announced. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Everybody wanted to know... How did Jim Jones acquire so much cyanide? You're going to love this. He had a jeweler's license. Mm-hmm. Why a jeweler's license? Why do you think, Melissa? Why would, why would he have a jeweler's license? Well, because he was stealing everybody's jewelry. Nope, that wouldn't be it. Then I don't know. He acquired a jeweler's license specifically so he could acquire cyanide. If you have cyanide, cyanide, believe it or not, is used in the production 
the manufacture and the cleaning of gold and silver. Mm-hmm. You can't make oh. this up. Do you ever hear old stories of the poison pen? Do you ever mm-hmm. hear? You know what I mean by the poison pen? The syringes? You guys, you're not, you, you're really guys. <laughs> poison pen? I got to smart you up. <laughs> the poison Would that be pen. a reference to the syringes that they used to inject the children with? No, no, let me show you. Hold on a second. The poison pen mm. is a term they used back in the day, okay? It was a quill. You know what a quill is? It's a feather. Mm-hmm. Yes. But uh-huh. it's got a metal, a gold mm-hmm. tip on mm-hmm. it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know when you wanted to kill someone mm-hmm. with a poison pen letter, you would dip, you would put cyanide oh, in yes, the yes. inkwell. That's yes. where that term came mm-hmm. from. Okay. Poison oh, okay. Letters, no, yes. not poison pen letters. Mm-hmm. That's where it came from. Yes. You put the Encyclopedia Angelotica <laughs> here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Volume three will be out in the next year. Okay, I'll start my subscription today. <laughs> exactly, right? I'll start my subscription but that's right now. Yeah, this is what we're talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. People don't get it. That's like, really? Like, people go, really? Did that happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy shit. Watch this. This is from San Francisco. This was the founding of what would become the People's Temple. Just take a look at this. Yes, Mr. Jones, why has not your husband returned to the United States to respond to any of these charges over the past couple The other reason was that his presence, we as an organization felt that at this point in time, his presence in Guyana was very important in order to secure uh, the building of the community there. He is very conscientious. By the way, just for mm-hmm. reference, you are looking at the wife of Congressman Leo Ryan. This is Mrs. Ryan. She gave a news conference after her husband was assassinated in Guyana. This was in San Francisco. Uh, I believe it was in the offices of the San Francisco Examiner newspaper. It's about seeing that his people get the kind of care that they need, whether it be medical, food, education, And uh, the organization decided that if our people were going there, and any people were going there, that his presence was necessary in order to, his leadership was necessary. The 1,200 Americans who have fled to the jungles of God. I want you to listen to what he just said. What number did he just say? 1,200. 1,200. Hundred people, and actually, that's an underestimate. It was almost fourteen hundred. The actual number is thirteen hundred and sixty-seven. Diana, in search of human rights and an opportunity to live full, dignified, and enriching lives, opportunities which were not available to them in the ghettos of uh, this country, and uh, I, th- I think that's a very powerful statement. 
and it's not a statement which I make, but it is a statement which they are making with their, their lives there in Guyana. They're told that this person wants to leave the American Embassy and the First Consul, who I believe is related to the Central Intelligence Agency, goes there with a car, has an individual meeting with the individual involved, and says, and they've repeated this to me, both the embassy and the people involved, here's a car, there's no one to stop you. If you like, come in the car, we will drive you back, we have a plane waiting, we'll fly you to Georgetown, there's a ticket, and we'll pay for your flight right back to your home, and no one can stop us, do you want to go? And they say, no, I don't want to go. Did you hear that? Mm-hmm. How many mm-hmm. people, Amelia, mm-hmm. how many people on that video that we saw that night, how many of them said, I want to stay here? Pretty much all, all of them did. Pretty they, much all of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Because he told okay? them that they, they, they can't go anywhere because he had all their money and all their passports. So this, anywhere. yeah, but even so, mm-hmm. yeah, this guy's not lying. He's telling the truth. Yes. Exactly. Do you know if any temple members are dead at Jonestown? We have a report that a Larry Layton was killed by the co-pilot. Do you have any information on that? By the way, by the way, the person that she just mentioned, Larry Latham, she just mentioned Larry Latham, Mm -hmm. was married to a woman who I knew she was a Facebook friend of mine named Peggy Latham. Mm -hmm. She was his widow. Oh. She was also, she was a very, very connected person in pro wrestling. That's how I knew it. They're at the newspaper. Where they are. Now remember something. This is all the aftermath. This is immediately after mm-hmm. we got word here in the U.S. as to what happened in Guyana, South Africa. This is like within hours. Okay, so you're seeing news footage from behind the scenes from a San Francisco newspaper and news organization, television station that no one's ever seen before, except in San Francisco. Okay, but now the whole world is seeing it. Did you see the guy that they were showing in that newspaper article? Mm-hmm. He was killed in Guyana. He was one of the reporters for the television station that was shot at the airport. Incorrect report and NBC 
take a look. There he is. The guy with the camera around his um, his neck there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember those old cameras? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. They were the they were the best. They were the best. We now have good word, Ed. Uh, we received word from the United States ambassador directly from him, 2.30 Georgetown time, that Tim was on his way in a U.S. Uh, Air Force jet headed for the States. This, this is the medic plane, and it'll be uh, touching down in the United States uh, sometime in the next 12 hours. What do you know of his uh, condition? Uh, we only know one thing, that he, he was wounded. Uh, however, he did walk on the plane. The extent of his injuries, we do not know. And we have not talked with him, and we're waiting for his call. But we're, th- we're very, very thankful uh, that he uh, is uh, on the plane and headed for home. Have you talked to anybody who has talked to him? No, I have not talked to anyone that has talked to him, but I did talk to uh, the, um, uh, the ambassador, and he said that he had talked to the doctor who had talked to him. And uh, uh, that was very, very sketchy, and the main point was that he was in the hands of the United States Army Air Force medic team. Must have been an awfully long night for the both of you. It was the longest night of our lives, but we're we're glad we it's over, everyone. and we're we're so grateful for the news. We're we're right. we wish it were good news for everybody for involved. Everybody. For all of us in San Francisco journalism, the massacre in Guyana hits hard. I share the joy of Reitman's family that Tim is safe. For most examiner readers, the name Reitman was merely a byline. For me, he's not only an outstanding colleague, but good personal friend. In San Francisco, Ed Arno, Channel 5, Eyewitness News. The members of People's Temple denounce the violence. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell's going on here. Because I will be very, very candid with you. I don't know in this mm-hmm. clip. Mm-hmm who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. I know. It's like they're waiting for somebody to come home. Because both sides are very adversarial. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Mm -hmm. you'll see what I mean here in just a second. Let us take a place at the Port Cartuma Airship near Jonestown, Guyana. We are nonviolent people. Reverend Jim Jones has always deplored violence and whatever the circumstances of the airship incident, it is not the kind of action anyone within the temple would ever precipitate. Neither the temple members in San Francisco, nor in Los Angeles, nor in Georgetown have had any contact at all with the Northwest region, nor the Jonestown residents. I just got it. Okay, as he's talking, I just got Mm -hmm. it. I think what he's saying is, that the the people's temple and Jones, uh, the people's temple and Jim Jones are nonviolent, good mm-hmm. people. They've a, a poor violence, um, blah, 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 yada, yada. Right. All that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Little does he know that Jim Jones gave the order to have everybody killed. And you're going to see it on film. Shortwave radio communications have been out since Saturday morning. We also wholly deny the charge of intention to commit mass suicide. The charge is sensational and patently Okay. Did you hear that one too? Yes. We denied charges of mass suicide. Okay, go ahead. 
It's true. <laughs> we don't get him out. I know what you'd like to do, but if you do, you are dead sucker. You better watch too. Can I just tell you that I love this lady? She got spunk. <laughs> yes, she does. And she ain't taking no shit, and she was mm-hmm. not going to back down. Mm-hmm. I like her a lot. <laughs> no, she ain't backing down either. That's what I want you to do. Do me what you did to the mother people over there. Says he done brainwash you. Yeah, Yeah, I got a family over there. Got a mother over there. And that's, you know, that's why you understand why she's got a family over there. Yes. You know, you understand, you know, quite easily why she's a little testy. Oh, yeah. She was, He. they were trying to defend the people's Mm -hmm. temples, what he was doing, and she was defending her family that was over there is what it was. Mm -hmm. So, Melissa, some of this is you're seeing for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Your your thoughts. I'm going to bring up on the big screen here. Your thoughts. Tell me what uh, what's going through your your head when you're watching this kind of stuff here tonight. Well, I was thinking about that lady with her family over there. Uh-huh. Um, there there's people that were living in that lost their entire families over there to that organization. Yeah. Um, one of the problems that they had when it came to identifying survivors is. There was no record of births over there. There were no birth records for any of these children that were born while in. Well, let me stop you there for a second. Let me stop you there. That's a very important point. Let me also explain why there were no records there. Jones was of the mindset that for legal papers, formalities, were a thing of the past that they were this was part of their new world you didn't have to have papers if Mm -hmm. a child was born in love it was born in love blah 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 okay but the downside of it is if something's wrong with that then how do you figure out how to fix that baby if you don't have their medical record you don't Mm -hmm. have their birth certificate you don't know what to do yeah, how do you know how old somebody is? A, a, a baby can't tell you how old they are. No. A little child, you know, it's questionable if they actually know how old they are until they get to be about four or five and they go, as this many. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> right. As this mm-hmm. many. Uh-huh. You know? Because four is easy. Mm-hmm. Try doing three. Try try having a little kid do that. I'm this many. Right. You know? <laughs> but go, I'm this many, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. But that's the thing about that. No, no, there were no birth certificates or records or documents. He he destroyed all that shit. He ordered that stuff all destroyed. Mm-hmm. They were living their lives like, you know, like people with with no with no name, because no. essentially they didn't have a name. They were they were basically, and the, here's the gist of Jonestown. 
People don't understand this. And I said this before. The people's temple was a church in America. When they went to Guyana, the people's temple was an agricultural oh. product. Mm -hmm. Okay. Just like Father Divine's uh, mission, his, his inner city mission, it was agriculture. Mm -hmm. They taught people from the time they woke up to the time they went to sleep, they taught people work for God. And that's why they worked 12, 13, 14 hour days with no break. They did it for God because they were dedicated to God. You know, mm -hmm. they didn't realize that God wanted them to take a break. Yeah. God don't want you working 13, 14 hours. You mm -hmm. know, do a decent day's labor for a decent day's pay. But don't kill yourself. No. Because you won't live long enough to spend it. As it turned out, they didn't get paid anyway. Jim Jones created a colony of slaves in Africa. Hate to say it. I'm not a racist. That's the truth. Okay. Well, I, I am to some degree a racist. I have already admitted I am a, a racist. Um, and sadly, and, we're barely and, fed. And, and, and anti-Semitic. But those are my crosses to bear that I have to clean up with God. So there's my confession for the week. <sighs> and, sadly, you, Father, were... <laughs> <laughs> and sadly, these Thank people you, were Father barely Amelia. fed, though, too, right? <laughs> but here's mm -hmm. the deal. Though. Let me, I'm going to get back on this because it's really important. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to see something now. This is what I wanted to show you. Um, this is where, and, and again, um, Melissa, have you seen any of this stuff before? Because I know you're kind of new um, to this, this, this show here. Um, I've actually spent the entire weekend probably day in, day out, looking into this, watching video oh, after video, documentaries, newspaper reports. Um, one thing I did find that was very strange is they lived in utter poverty. I mean, literally their, their meals sometimes would consist of a couple of peanuts and a spoonful of rice, you they know? They worked all day. Did you hear what I just said? They worked all day. Mm -hmm. no they but worked yet, all day with no breaks. There were... Jim Jones mm -hmm. created a slave colony. Yes. In Africa is what he did. But yet right at the very end before he announced the order for everybody to die, he had some of his most trusted carry off suitcases that were full of money, full of social security checks, gold yep. bars that were inside of these suitcases that were hauled off and they were what was the word? They were donated over to, um, a, believe it or not, a Soviet trust. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find that rather ironic. Well, I'll tell you what else is interesting. They've never been found to this day. Nope. Their whereabouts are unknown. They are unknown to this very day. Uh, never been recovered, never been recouped. Nobody knows where they are, where, where the bullion ended up. 
And we're not talking about a little bit of money. We're talking about a lot of money. A lot. Don't <laughs> see, don't forget something. And I want people to understand this. When people come to the United States from another country, we roll out the welcome wagon. We give them money. We give them jobs. We do all kinds of stuff to get them started, right? It's not very different in other countries, too. They set up that people's temple there, the agricultural product project. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They were being paid. Jim Jones was getting an, endow an endowment from the government of South Africa for going there. Uh -huh. They gave them money to go there. How do you mm -hmm. think they were able to buy that land for $3,800? Think about what I just said. $3,800, not 38000 Okay? You're talking about 100 acres of jungle for $3,800. Do you hear what I'm saying, people? Mm -hmm. And if you think that I'm kidding you, or bullshitting you or lying, go online. Uh, honest, it's the truth. It's the truth. You can't make this shit up. $3,800. Let's take a look at this. By the way, Melissa, for your benefit, Amelia's already seen yes. this. Mm -hmm. For your benefit, this is all unedited raw news footage of everything that the NBC cameraman captured. I want you to notice something, though. And please notice this. Do you see the guy in the back with the striped outfit? Mm-hmm. You see the lady here with the striped shirt? Yes. You see the guy with the striped shirt? Yes. You see the old lady with the the hair and she's got that pink shirt on by the way you can't yeah. see it real good but it's a it's a pink striped shirt those okay. people with the striped shirts they're the leadership they are the leadership of okay. Jonestown let's continue Okay, that's the crew right there. Those people with the striped shirts, that's how they were easily identifiable. The guy with the blue shirt, um, I'm trying to remember what his name is because he, he ended up surviving. Um, but you're, you have just witnessed one of the two of the most important moments on this video. He's giving the order right now to detain the congressman at the airport. You're going to witness him. You're going to watch him give the order to kill very soon. Watch this. 
and you will also see him. You'll watch him, and Amelia, you remember this too. Yes, yes. He got increasingly more agitated the longer they stayed. You see the guy in that shirt pointing the finger and them? Those striped shirts are very important. That old woman there would end up being shot in the head. Her and Jim Jones were the only two that were shot. Everybody else drank the Kool-Aid. Nobody's going to do anything that will make you do something that you don't want to do. Two girls that I don't need to talk to first. Okay. Your aunt is not sure you want to be here. Do you? Yes, I do very much. I want to be. You're happy I, here. I'm very happy here. It's the best place I've ever been. Watch this interview very, very carefully. Watch how his attitude changes when the reporter says, somebody handed me a note. Watch him change. They're having a very, how would you say, Amelia, they were having a very cordial conversation. Very cordial, you know, nice. Yeah. Face to face. Mm -hmm. And then it gets ugly real quick. because, as I say, I can concede to you the amount of work that's been done here, because that's, that's not an argument at point. So that leaves only one thing. There you go. Watch what he's doing. This is the kill order. That leaves only one thing to be explored, and that's this question of a lot to be explored. A lip reader actually read his lips and transcribed the following words. Make sure they never get off the ground. They never leave here. Make sure that happens. That's what they said. 
That's what they said he said. Hmm. And, I, and I believe that. Well, for us, the, the thing of fear, and this is a good example. Last night, someone came and passed me this note. So we're talking about he wants to leave his son here. Jonestown says you got that's why he's going to leave his son here. He's the one that I'm just talking about. Yeah, this is talking about. This, this is the man that wants to leave his son here. Doesn't it concern you, though, that, that this man, for whatever reason, one of the people in your group... People was, play games, friend. They lie, they lie. What can I do about lies? Are you people going to leave us? I just beg you, please leave us. Bill, we will bother nobody. Anybody wants to get out of here, can get out of here. We have no problem about getting out of here. They come and go all the time. I don't know what kind of game. People like, who, who, people like publicity. Some people do. I don't. Some people like publicity. But if it's so damn bad, why is he leaving his son here? Can you give me a good reason for that? Oh, I take my son. I take my son with me. Now, let me set this up for you. He's shaking his hand. He's saying, you know, thank you for the interview, all this other shit. The mm -hmm. next, the next reporter comes up. Watch what Jones says. He says, sit down. Watch. I want you to see it for yourself. For you and your community. I doubt if it shall be. But I didn't expect it to be. But I will live in anticipation. Sit down. Okay, so the aftermath of Jonestown, it begins right here. What happens? Congressman Ryan is told about 20 people want to leave. Okay? Mm -hmm. 20, 20 people. Mm -hmm. By the time they get to, to where the congressman is leaving, mm -hmm. more than 300 people were on their tail to go with them. 300 people that they think they're going to squeeze into a plane that'll hold maybe 25. So they mm. call for another airplane. It would take them a minimum, minimum of an hour and a half to fly the plane to where they are. Okay. They would have been dead by the time they got there oh, anyway. Yes. Oh, of course. Yeah. But here's what happens. I mean, you're going to see like an, a, an army of people converge on this congressman. Because everybody wanted to go. This woman's the only one, the only woman 
that looked Jones in the eyes and said, I want to go back. You hear her voice. I want to go back. And he looks at her like the devil that he is. He looks and go and says, you can go. You, we won't keep you here. You can go. Watch. Well, I That's Congressman Leo Ryan. Or something. I don't know. I don't recall. This might be awfully big and awfully strong. What are you going to do now? Well, I think put it all together. Uh, I think uh, it's very different from what I thought I would find in, in both positive and negative ways. And I think it's a matter now of just kind of falling back and regrouping and seeing what we have. In the first place, we've got some, uh, some people. I don't know exactly what you call them, refugees, escapees. This is the airplane we're talking about. Okay? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're not talking mm -hmm. about, like, you know, a, a commercial. We're talking about, like, maybe, maybe you could squeeze, like, a dozen people on there. Mm -hmm. Maybe. If you pile them on top of each other, maybe like 15 <laughs> people, right? And you can't take mm -hmm. any personal stuff with you. <laughs> There's the other plane. Here's something you've never heard before. Everybody's getting on the plane, right? Mm-hmm. Here's something you never heard before. The pilot of the plane was involved in the killings. The pilot was killing people. Because what they did, what nobody knew until recently, the pilot of the plane was killed. The actual real pilot of the plane was killed. Mm -hmm. And somebody else sat in the seat. That was it. Watch. Wow. Incredible. By the way, Melissa, you see that yes. box that Congressman Ryan's carrying there? Yes. Watch this box.
That's some of your gold bullion right there. Oh, okay. They never did find it. Huh. <laughs> never found it. You understand why it's taking two people to carry that thing? Very, very dense. cameraman has been shot at that point and and the, we said this before he ended up dying but his camera for and don't ask me how you were talking about you know miracles this is the kind of a television camera where you have to keep your finger on the trigger to keep to keep it rolling right mm -hmm. this guy is dying on the ground don't ask me how, but somehow or another, that finger was right there on that trigger, and it recorded everything. That's how they knew where the, they knew where the the, the truck mm -hmm. came in from. Hmm. It just happened to be at that angle they saw the truck come from behind the bush. Okay, now let's talk about the aftermath of Jonestown. To use Jim Jones' own words, uh, those who don't remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Okay. Um, we know he failed miserably in that regard. But let's ask ourselves this question. Can something like Jonestown happen again? Yes. Go to Amelia Pitbull Chapman. I would say yes. Because it did happen again. Look at Waco, Texas. It did absolutely happen, and um, the the uh, one that we did, the Heaven's Gate, it happened again. That was the other one, Marshall Applewhite. Marshall gave, yeah, set himself up as God. Yeah, that happened again mm. with that too. And guess what they did? They drank uh, whatever potion that was that they created. It was the thing. Yeah, that was a weird thing. Mm -hmm. They like to mix their poison with sweets. I guess it goes yeah. down easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and they did that, and yeah, it's gonna happen probably again later on. We don't know what's gonna happen. Well, this is actually going to, and I asked that question for a very specific reason. It's going to tie into another show that we're gonna do. But Melissa, the Arctic Wolf Black, may have something to say about this. What do you think? What could it possibly tie into? What could Jonestown possibly tie into? Uh, Illuminati. Absolutely. Yep. What else? Um, the New World Order. Yep. And one more. If you get the third, and, one, three for three. Okay. The New World Order, the Illuminati, and the rising of the Antichrist. MK Ultra. Mm -hmm. Okay. MK Ultra. Yeah. You, so you got two out of three. Good. I'll take that one. And by the way, yeah, 
Um, it's interesting that you say that because here's what's coming up on What's the Buzz podcast. The rise of satanic spirit. That's what's coming up. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to be doing a lot more shows, spiritually oriented shows. Um that we're going to uh, we're going to talk about a lot mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. we are definitely on the precipice of some serious spiritual stuff. We're going to open people's eyes. Yeah, I'm going to open everybody's eyes a little right now. I want to let me set this up. Mm-hmm. I came across this interesting, disturbing curious um, piece of videotape from TikTok. Now, I will, anybody who knows me will tell you I absolutely hate TikTok. But I'm be- quickly becoming a fan of some of its content. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Then I have some stuff to send you then. <laughs> Wait till you see. Well, yeah. You should be showing me all this stuff anyway. You yes. Fucker. <laughs> Wait till you see what I have to send you. I have a few stuff saved. <laughs> Good. Here's what I want people to look at. Just let's just. I'm not going to. I don't want anybody to say anything. Let's just play the clip. Now here is a video with irrefutable proof of demons at work. Now watch closely. Performing such a feat defies gravity. Something scientifically and physically impossible. Here is where it gets really interesting. Look closely. Do you notice that black shadow or demon behind him? I want to play that again. I want you to see what happened. Okay? Take a good look at what happens because you're going to see something, not someone. You're going to see something go underneath that blanket. Aside from where the boy is holding it, watch that blanket again. Did you see it? Did you see it move on its own? Again, performing this is totally impossible without the help of an entity. Did you see it? The demon has been behind, assisting him all the while. Climbing up invisible steps? Just how did he do this? Can you make out that translucent pair of black hands catching him? So, how did this little boy pull off all of these impressive stunts? Is he dabbling? That's crazy stuff. Yes. That's crazy shit. Anybody want to comment on that? <laughs> well, we're going to have a lot more to show you. So we're actually going to have you surprised. We're just going to have to have you wait. Well, I will. I, I'm, I, I hold on. I'm, I'm not. I don't go nowhere yet. I'm not leaving. No, yet. I'm not going to tell them anything yet. I don't want to comment on that. I want them to be suspense. Wait on that. <laughs> Because look what you're doing to the audience. Hold on. What's this? I know. It can happen again. As long as there are people like Copeland and many more. Yeah, absolutely. 
Kenneth Copeland's an evil motherfucker. He really, really is. I don't like that man. You're scaring me. Oh, Damn, no. I'm home alone. Oh no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no. What are you doing? Oh no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't want to scare you, but in in a way I do. That's what um, we get to. I'm going yeah, <laughs> to scare the hell out of you and put some heaven in you. Mm-hmm. Um, that clip, um, it, people think it's just an innocent TikTok clip. Let no. me give you a little heads up. There are churches, thousands of churches worldwide that are right now as we speak trying to decipher and dissect that video because it's already been proven legitimate and untouched there are no camera tricks there are no wires there are no it's not a parlor trick it's not a um a levitation trick this little boy is working in tandem with a demonic spirit. And you can see the spirit in the shadow. And you mm-hmm. can see the boy. He's Think about what he does. He climbs up invisible steps. Yes. Uh, did you see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He climbed up invisible steps and jumped into the waiting arms of something we couldn't see, but clearly he knew was there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So here is my question, and I'm going to leave you with this. Who's possessed, the spirit or the boy? Both. I would say the boy. Okay. Okay. I'd say both. They're feeding I, off I, each other. That, that's it. They need each other. But I think it's the boy. My gut tells me that this boy can summon that spirit. Yes. That's why I think the culpability, the responsibility clearly lies with the little boy because he's making a conscious decision to be there. And by the way, his mother is also culpable. Do you notice what you did not see there? What did you not see there? The mother wasn't uh, more worried she, of, like, of scared. She was worried he's going to get caught, basically. Well, that's obvious, but there's something mm-hmm. you did not see there. You didn't see a dad there. Oh, well, yeah, that too. The dad wasn't there. That's not an accident. Because very often, young boys like him with no father there will call upon help from outer-worldly sources, okay? When they can't find a man to help groom them and guide them and teach them the way of life. In their culture, right? That's their mm. part of their culture. It's not even just their culture. It's, it's human nature. It's 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 just human nature. I think Charlie's with us. Is this Charlie? That's um, Charlie. Is it, it has to be. <laughs> We're scaring him. It's got to be Charlie. Says I love y'all. That's only Charlie's the only yeah. one that says y'all. He says we here. love you too, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie's the only one that says y'all around here. 
Y'all, I say y'all too sometimes. I'll forget that. Coming up, the rise of satanic spirit. Um, Melissa, I'll let you have yes. the uh, schedule this week. Um, tell everybody what's coming up. I don't have it on me. Um, you need to notice. Oh. <laughs> I have it, but it's on my tablet. <laughs> oh. And you caught me off guard. I'm good so like that. Yeah. For this coming week, which I should have expected it because you're good at doing stuff like that. I am. So for this coming up week, we hi, are Diana. going to be having. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying hi to Diana. That's who it is. Hi, Diana. Oh, okay. Hello. Mm -hmm. uh, the calendar. Yeah, you tell everybody what's coming up. Actually, on the 22nd, it's going to be the assassination of JFK coming up. Yes, on the anniversary. anniversary itself. It also yes. happens to be Amelia's birthday. <laughs> yes. I didn't pick it. Sorry. Oh, it's I Diana. Just happened to have... Yes, this was saying. Diana. Hi, Diana. Oh, I thought it was Charlie. It's not. No. It's Diana. <laughs> Diana, I got news for you. You're... Where did she go? I have no idea. I remember she was having some uh, earthquake issues or something. Well, that's not acceptable, damn it. Nobody, <laughs> no earthquake is allowed to interrupt my show. <laughs> Diana is going to be a guest on the show in January, but Diana is going to be around here a lot more if I can help it. I don't think I'm I can't wait to meet you in person or on the video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I like Diana a lot. And um, and she's, let me tell you something. I have her music. Oh, I she, can't wait to hear hell it. Of a, she is a hell of a talent. I, I am a big fan of country music, unlike. <laughs> Do me a favor, Amelia. Yes. Stop <laughs> sucking up. I am a big fan of country music. I really I am. know you are, but stop sucking up on I... my dime. Okay. <laughs> no, but this really, is seriously. my dime here, kid. I love right, listen, music. Listen, we're going to have to say goodnight. Yes. Um, it, uh, we, yeah, we got to say goodnight yes. because. She got booted out of here tonight. I don't For know what's going reason, on. Um, so, but we anyway, Thanksgiving Day will be on the 24th. We're not going to have a show. We're just a rerun. So that's right, pretty much absolutely. next week coming yep. up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, for Melissa the Arctic Wolf Black, who is probably in the middle of okay. an Alaskan earthquake right now. <laughs> for Amelia Pitbull Chapman, my producer at large. I am Angelo, the Mad Dog Discipio. Signing off until next week. We'll see you next time. Enjoy your Thanksgiving next week, folks. Oh, we'll be too. here Tuesday, but you will not see us on Thursday. <laughs> All right? And uh, and enjoy your weekend. And I hope it's not snowing where you are, all right? Oh, yes, if it is, y'all be careful. Yeah, get me out of here. Good night, folks. Take <laughs> Good care. Bye-bye.